Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Wine. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plavsky, and we have a special delivery. With a buddy like you, how could I not feel a dash of joy? Take the golden meatball. No, judging, that's meatball. If you keep your eye on the ball, oh, Roma, then there you go to Rome. That's how you know you're in Rome. Go, monkey, go, Curious George theme song. Joining us today are the usual empty eyes, including Kevin, the one that I choose, Jager. Yes, I'm the one that you choose. Yes. Kimberly, our cry-for-you game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. You're on mute. But she reacted and she loved it. It was the best one I've done so far. Uh, And with us today is a singer-songwriter who is gracing us with his presence once again. You may have heard his albums Where the Sky Ends or Abandoned Heart and all those wonderful remixes from those. Or perhaps his musicals, Into the Light or Mob Wife. Perhaps you saw him on the Curious George tour. You'll never know. Um, He has a new EP, so let's give a big broad-waisted welcome to Friend of the Show. Friend of the show, Michael Ma. You all ready for this? Yes. Okay, Kevin. Come on. I love that that in your intro you said that they may not know if they saw the Curious George tour because you can only see that show wasted. Actually, you know who wrote that show? Actually, it's actually phenomenal. Um, Jeremy Desmond wrote it. You know Jeremy Desmond? He's do yeah. And his lyrics, he's brilliant. Who did that you play? What'd you say? Who did you play? What's his name? <laughs> man in the yellow hat? No, 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 not that one. Um, the doorman. The guy in the big red. Oh, yeah. The doorman. And then <laughs> did, are, there, name. are there multiple Curious George tours? Did I use the songs that you, from the one you were on? Or? How did you even look? know the, the, the track list? I, I literally Googled Curious George live and like just said like I hope this is the one. Yeah, that was the whole score. Like you oh. literally named like every single song. Um in Act Two I played this guy um named Frankie Sidecar, who was the host of the Golden Meatball, and I played it like Ace Ventura meets like Jim like um Ace Ventura meets like Jimmy Neutron, but he had this like he's like, Hey, slick like car salesman guy. It was like very Ace Ventura. Um and uh, I had a song. I had to sing uh, "That's Amore," but it was "That's a Meatball," and like, so <laughs> it was actually like a great moment in my life. And I was like fresh out of college, and it was you know. Has everything you've written up to like since that point been heavily influenced by that tour? Yeah, everything I've done, like incidental music, is in my yeah. songs now. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 incidental music is the entire score of "In the Light." Thank you. <laughs> um, so, so let's start with what are you drinking? What are we drinking? The basic bitch, <laughs> aka vodka soda. <laughs> um, but I did spice it up and give you a little remix because I've got coconut seltzer, toasted coconut. Oh. Oh, I've had that one before. Is oh, it a polar? Oh, so good. Yeah, it's exact. That's exactly it. <laughs> I just stock up on those at the grocery store. Oh, me too. Mixer. 
Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm so lazy now that you know what I do? I don't even buy lemon and lime. I buy the juice and I just pour it in. I'm like, I'm oh, lemon and lime. Don't worry. I have you beat on lazy. I am also <laughs> drinking polar seltzer, but I just pour the tequila right in the can. That's trash. It's trash. super trash. That's trash. Absolutely. Now, Thank I'm you. also drinking polar seltzer, but I have made it fancy. Though, Brian, do we have the same flavor, black cherry? The polar black cherry is truly a gift. It's very good. wonderful. Um, I, though, in my gin and seltzer, also smushed up some raspberries in the bottom. Oh, nice. Uh, and they match your fingernails. A fresh flavor. They do actually match oh, everything and my little straw. Ah. <laughs> All pink. Kevin? I'm drinking an angry orchard green apple cider because it sounded delicious. Sounds delicious. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, Michael, thank you for joining okay. us. Take care. <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> um, but thanks for joining us again. Uh, this is your third or fourth time joining us. You were like guest number two, right? Yeah. I think yeah. exactly two. Never the yeah. bride. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you were the first person in, in the, the studio. studio. Yes. I was. And also... I think I believe I was the first person where you guys went off site and came to my show and broadcasted live from there, right? Yeah, at the Astro Room. Yeah. You did. That was super fun. That was a really, really fun night. That was for was that for Abandoned Heart? It was. I took yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really, really fun. But then I didn't want to have Carmen Cusick have to come in, so I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> um well, uh yeah, today we're here to talk about your new EP. Um, that that even today, like you, uh, upon recording this, you just um, announced all the titles of the songs. Yeah. Um, but at the time you're hearing this, um, his EP will already be out. So rush to get it wherever music is uh, available. Um, I guess talk about like the process. You did this during uh, quarantine, like the whole thing, right? I did. Um, I actually started writing it in August of 2020. Mm. And here we are. It comes out now in April. April. That's 16th. wild. That's fast. It's called the Only One. It's a six-track EP, and it was inspired by um, a relationship that I was in that ended, and I was like all in my feelings. Um, people hear it. I get so many messages actually now that are like, "I hope you're okay. Are you okay?" Like, oh no, it is very sad. I put out three songs in in 2021 um, with visuals. Um, and people have seen those and like written to me and been like, I just want to give you a hug. Are you okay? And I am okay now, but when I was writing it, I was not okay. And I wrote it as, you know, a therapeutic, I was honestly, I've never written something that's so personal. Usually I've written for other characters, other singers or characters if it's a show, but this was, I don't know, something in me was just like, this is going to be a very selfish passion project that I'm working on. And I have to honestly say like, putting ego aside, I feel like it's the best work I've ever done because it's the most raw and authentic I've ever written. And I've never like, just, I feel very exposed, very vulnerable with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm so honored to have people, the vocalists on it, um, Blaine Krause from Hamilton and Sierra Renee from Frozen and, um, Pia Toscano, who, uh, was a hu huge star like 10 years ago on American Idol. And she's gone on to have a wonderful oh. career. Now. Oh, that's why I knew the name. I couldn't figure it out. Unbelievable. 
She's unbelievable. And she's, you know, she's on tour all the time with David Foster and she's like viral with a bunch of songs by David Foster. And I saw her like 10 years ago on, on American Idol. I was like, I'm going to work with this girl. Like mm. this girl is going to be like my Linda Edder. I remember watching and saying that. <laughs> and we hit it off and we're already working on something else. Um, she's just wonderful. And so I'm very honored that these people said yes. And now people can go listen to the only one it's out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess like talk about since you, you mentioned like it's super you, it's raw really exposing yourself like talk about the writing process in terms of uh, you know having obviously these like intense emotions and trying to convey them with you know on paper just like what was that like for you um, whether it's just like how to control it and how to focus it how to not get in your own head because you're, you're still actively feeling yeah, no, that's a that's a really great question. Um, to be honest, I I actually didn't set out to write an album. I um, had put a Facebook post up saying like, "Hey, who are some young great producers that I should pop producers that I should work with? Anyone have any suggestions?" And I got like forty people comment on this way back in August of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And I went through and I clicked on every person's name, and then I looked up their music on Spotify and YouTube. And I listened to every single one. And there was three people that I was interested in. And I ended up reaching out to all three. One didn't get back. So I don't know him anymore. But the other, <laughs> the other two. All cold? All cold outreach? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, this one guy reached out. We had a great little um, FaceTime. I, I didn't feel like we like connected as people. So I was just like, okay, maybe one day we'll, we'll work together. Um, but then this man who's who goes by um six foot five that's his producer's name but his real name is carson we facetimed and we had a three-hour facetime and we just kept going and i was like okay i i like you we have the same birthday (laughs) and we just got each other he's a decade younger than me um and he lives in washington heights and so i went over 12 years old he's 12 he allowed to make music? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He had a he had a parental guardian there. <laughs> I went to his place. He had he had milk and I brought champagne. Okay, great. And, yeah. And uh I brought the chorus to a song. I was like, let's just like see if we vibe. And I brought this song called Cry for You. And I brought the chorus and I sat down at his piano. I just played the chorus. I was like, I wrote this, like, let's see if we mesh. And we ended up finishing the song together. So he co-write co-wrote that song with me. And then I was so inspired because he kind of like kicked my butt. He didn't, um, he didn't, he, he was just like, th- th- I don't, I don't want to put down anybody else I've ever worked with, but a lot of times I'll write a song and I'll bring it to a music producer who's, you know, make either making the track or I, I can't, I'm not good at that. I can, I can do something basic, but I really work with someone who understands that and brings the music, brings the track to life in a very contemporary way. And he was like, mm, that's not good enough. He's like, that's fine, but you can do better. And I was like, what? And he really kicked my butt. And he was like, I've heard your stuff. Like, that, that, that's not good enough. And so I was like, oh, uh-uh. I was like, you're not going you're, you're to tell me. And then you went to his mom and were like, he's being very mean to me. <laughs> I did. I did. I called his mother. And uh, no, but he and I actually, we co-wrote three songs on the, we just got, we got each other. And we got to a place where we could finish each other's sentences, as cliche as it sounds. And we co-wrote three songs, and I wrote the other three myself. And 
I put this thing out and he just was re- very sensitive. He was like my best friend, my therapist, my collaborator, my co-writer, my parent, my child, my cousin. I, we got into like four vicious fights. One fight, he actually made me cry. But we talked about it because we just, he was very sensitive, but he was also, um, I don't even know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative about it. He and I talk about this freely. Um, we just were really in the trenches of like the emotions of what it, what this album, the emotions of, of, of what it takes to be in a relationship and get out of a relationship and be in turmoil. And he brought his experience. I brought my experience. And then the singers brought their experiences. I don't want to speak for them, but there's one song on this EP where the vocalist was actually going through the exact same thing that I wrote about. And that was a real, that made us connect. I didn't know this person. We talked about it and, it's just very, it's, it just seemed like it, the, everything aligned to bring this together. And every, everyone and I are now closer and deeper and have a really interesting, meaningful connection now from this project. So it's very different than anything else I've ever done. That's cool. So cool. Um, you know what also is different from anything you've ever done? Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner. I could see the wheels turning, Brian, and I could like feel what the transitions were going to be had the sentences ended sooner. And all I could think of is you're about to say, you know where else line? <laughs> all right, Michael, welcome to Kevin's corner, where Today, all of, I mean, Brian and Kimberly know this and our listeners all know this, that whenever somebody comes on to talk about an EP, we do a Kevin's Corner that we're doing now for the first time, so no one knows, but you'll know soon, is called Enchanted Playing Game. An EPG? No, it's Playing Game is hyphenated. Ah, okay. Enchanted Playing Game. Great, great, great. Great. So um, I basically thought Enchanted Playing Game sounds like a Dungeons and Dragons style game. So I'm going to read through a story for you and you're going to pick people and characters and stuff like that. And it's going to be super fun. Um, Choose your own adventure, if you will. Exactly. It's a choose your own Enchanted Playing Game. Um, (laughs) So is with an EPK. All right. Long ago, composing genius and Michael Mott mentor Frank Wildhorn went on a quest with a bunch of dwarves where he went, well, there and back again. And along the way, he acquired a dangerous relic, one ringtone to rule them all. So first question is, Michael, what is the ringtone? Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's very Wildhorn. Okay, um, so now the evil being Moron has risen from in the east and he's gathering armies to him and the entire fate of Middle Sea Earth is in your virtuosic hands. You must take the one ringtone to the evil land of French doors and destroy the ringtone where it was made in the fires of Mount Fruit of the Loom. So you're off on your magical quest. You've been chosen to lead a fellowship of the ringtone First, you must choose five companions from each of the different tribes of Middle Earth, of Middle Sea Earth. Okay. So first in your clan is your best friend. This is your ride or die, who it's time to call on for the ride. Am I playing as Wildhorn? You're playing as you, because Wildhorn oh. gave you the ring, like Frodo got from... I misunderstood Robo. the name. 
I was thinking as Frank the entire time. Like, what would he do? Oh, no, this um, is you. What would I do? Who's my best friend? I'm going to ask. Who's your best friend? It's going to be like your Samwise. Um, I'm going to ask... Um, in this game, I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask Jeremy Jordan. Okay. Because I know that's the answer you want me to say. <laughs> you can say whatever you want, girl. All right. Now... You will not be thrilled being cast as Samwise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Equipped with their charm, athletic frame, and swooning croonin, who is your lad from the land of leading men? Oh. <laughs> Ramin Karamalu. Mm. Isn't he so sexy? So so he's a hunk. So he's a hunk. Oh, yummy. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, Armed and legged with ferocity and strength, they'll do the splits but never split from you. Who is your deputy from the Daring Dancers? Oh. Fierce Dancer. Um, not a Broadway person, but I'm going to go with Misty Copeland. Mm. Oh, Did you Good answer. That? Good answer. Very much a dancer. <laughs> Did you see that picture of her on like the grand piano under the bridge? Yes. Gorgeous. She's unbelievable. I'm so enamored. I have a little slight crush on her. Like, how has she not been pulled onto Broadway for something yet? Like, she, will she will be. She was in On the Town, wasn't she? Was she? For like a week? Oh, she did do it for a week when that girl left, like, was like between. I, I think she did. I remember the poster. Oh. Okay. Beautiful and brassy and brandishing a booming belt. These magical creatures can only spare one for the quest. Who is your wicked woman from the Wailing Witches? I'm going to go with Sierra Renee. Oh, yeah. She was so good when I saw her in Tick, Tick, Boom. She's so good in everything. She's wonderful. She's she's my hawk girl. Yes. All right. And last is silly as Jen Tilly and as wholesome as Free Willy. These goofballs are sending one along to mellow out the fellowship. Who is the member of the Broadwasted crew who joins your team? Delea Pfeiffer. <laughs> From your tribe over here, I'm going to pick Kimberly. Oh, okay. Come on, Kimberly. Just because your nails match your drink. Yes. Okay. I'm very fun to have around. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> okay, so you have your quest, you have your fellowship, but wait. You have to have great outfits. So what musical costumes should everyone be wearing? Like what, pick one musical and everyone oh. the costumes. You know that. what I think would be very fun for us to wear? Just because we'd look ridiculous doing it. Um, the costumes to, for You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Oh, 100%. <laughs> or just completely Oversized. <laughs> this oversized cartoonish outfit. We're all going to be in Kristen Chenoweth's outfit. Every single one of us. Every <laughs> single one of you. Okay, so you're all ready to go. As you begin to walk, your best friend sings a song. What song is it? This is the moment. Perfect. <laughs> oh no, we're being attacked by corks. Um... Scene. <laughs> <laughs> so the corks attack and you're surrounded. The only way to get away is for one of your crew members to stay behind and hold them off as long as they can in a really dramatic moment. 
that will totes guarantee them a supporting nod at the Tonys or Oscars or whatever this applies to. So which member of your crew is going to stay behind and fall so that you guys can get away? Mystic Copeland doing a dance choreographed by Twilight Tharp. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this. All right. So yeah. your, your fellowship moves on feeling shaken by the loss of Misty Copeland. And your best friend starts to sing a song that everyone joins in that's appropriately reverent, but also lifts their spirits. What song is that? Into the Fire. Yes! All right, now your wicked woman wants to run an idea past a fellow Broadway Beltris, so she takes an eagle or something and flies to talk to the fellow Broadway Beltris. Who is it? Jackie Burns. Okay. Mm. Oh no, it turns out Jackie Burns is evil and mm. working for the bad guy moron. They have an epic <laughs> Beltris battle singing what song back and forth? In his eyes. In his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> That's incredible. And your wicked woman loses the battle, but then she wins it later. So to condense this, she wins and yay. Yay. Uh, Burns is vanquished. So your wicked woman flies back to the group. Um, oh no. Your fellowship has gotten attacked by a group of Broadway fans who have broken out in war over which Hamilton song is better. And the corks are on the way. So which member of your fellowship fall, uh, falls and their bravery but tragic loss is what saves everyone? Jeremy. Okay, yeah, totes. Um, <laughs> What's making this story so great is your very underwhelmed delivery of it. <laughs> I'll also have everyone know that Kevin texted this morning and said, my voice is going away, so I might not talk today. Yeah, I have and then, like... like my, and then you planned a monologue. I know, I got, attacked, <laughs> I got attacked by allergies, so I'm like losing my voice, so this is like the best I can muster for four <laughs> Yeah, it's making it so good. <laughs> okay, so you and your best friend decide to break away from the other surviving members of the fellowship, I'm not really sure why, but I mean, I know this happens in the story, so we're just going to go with it. So the other people left behind, there's three of them who haven't died. So Jeremy died and Misty Copeland died. So oh. you have Ramin Caramelou. I forgot about him. You have Ramin, you have Sierra Renee, and you have Kimberly. So the three of them are now starring in a musical together. What musical is it that they play all the parts in? Oh, Gypsy. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> And then you're together wherever you go by those three. <laughs> oh my God, that's sucks. Okay, so you and your best friend are almost there, but oh no, you've been attacked by the chandelier from the Phantom of the Opera. Right. But it's alive and it has you in its clutches. It hinges slowly and methodically and squeakily closing in on you. And suddenly your best friend shows up to save you, brandishing this iconic musical theater prop. The helicopter from Miss Saigon? And you make it to the fires of Mount Fruit of the Loom and all the fellowship is back together and there's a bunch of armies fighting corks or something. So let's just say it's super crowd-fragilistic, XPL crazy out there. So you're standing on the edge of the fiery pit, dangling the ringtone over it, and you say one final thing. Give me an iconic movie line that would be your final line. Oh, damn. Um, uh, oh, my God. The, every movie's passing through my head. And the line, I'm like, I... I uh, oh, my God. 
Help, lifeline. I need a lifeline from Brian. Kimberly and Brian. Sure. Um, I always wanted to be a gangster. There you go. The only movie quote I could think of was, what, like it's hard? (laughs) Like a record? Like a record, record, record? (laughs) But a Bronx tale works too. What? No, that was, that's the first line of Goodfellas. Goodfellas, Goodfellas, Goodfellas. Yes, duh. Oh my God. I think you should have said, snap out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking when Harry met Sally for some reason. Oh, I'll have a a drink. I'll have a drink. I'll have a drink. I'll have a drink. I'll have a drink. I'll Good Was work. that about Lord of the Rings? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was literally... I the, wanted to clarify. That was the exact plot of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, to a T. Names and everything. Completely, like, plagiarized. Thank you. That's yeah. how it goes. We're going to yeah. get sued. Um, but uh, let's talk about some of your other work. I know that you've been working hard, at least, uh, you know, on um, uh, Into the Light. Any Anything there? Any fun, exciting stuff happening there? Yes, in the light. Into the light was a flop in the eighties. Oh um, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Ran for like what, like five or six performances or something. But in the light, <laughs> which I did, we didn't know until we like branded and came up with this whole thing. Um, but yeah, in the light, actually, we've been so in twenty nineteen, we did an Indiegogo campaign, and we launched this campaign, and we raised a significant amount of money to make an album. Mm-hmm. And we ended up recording a highlights album that is coming out this year. It's all fully cool. recorded now. We started, yeah, we raised a bunch of money and then the pandemic hit. So the money was sitting in an account for about eight months. And then in November, the day after Thanksgiving, we started recording. Cool. And um, we just finished uh, first week of March and now it's being mixed and we're working on editing and mixing and it will be out later this year. But so far, I've only announced actually Jeremy Jordan and Saleh Pfeiffer as the two leads, but mm-hmm. we have a freaking all-star cast. We have a forty-piece orchestra that we wow. were in in Vienna in Austria, and a huge choir. And it's honestly the most epic thing I've ever done in my life. When you found out that that when you found out that orchestra was recording in Vienna, did you sing Vienna by Linda Eder as loud yes. as you could with a mashup of Vienna by Billy Joel? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we, that's we, incredible. Virtually, we watched virtually as they recorded and talked in real time to the conductor. It was amazing. Like we'd wow. in English and he would translate to the orchestra in German. It was wild. We did three days of recording out there and it was like 10 hours a day. It was just amazing. Are you sure that he was translating what you were saying? Or was he like well, the crazy American saying blah, blah, blah? <laughs> I do have five years of German because I took it in college or in high school. That was the language I took. So you know enough to know that he wasn't making fun of you. Why? Did you go to high school for five years? Yeah, I did. I did. Wait, really? No. no <laughs> I, and then the summer after, I continued mm. learning because I loved the language. Sure, but sure. My school offered Latin, German, Spanish, and then something random. It was like something super random. I was just like, what? It wasn't French. It wasn't Italian. Oh. Like the most random languages. So I was like, well, let me take German. Cool. That's super had German and like the German teacher was like a heavy metal guy. And so like all of like the metal heads and goth kids took German. 
That that tracks. <laughs> I don't know if that was like a stereotype in any other high school. That's not a romantic language. It's like, I no. Ich, ich, ich liebe dich. That's yeah. Ich liebe dich. What? I don't know. There's a look to the kids that took German. Yeah, we, we, we did. They did offer. I forget if it was Cantonese or Mandarin at, at my school. Mm. Like in hindsight, like I probably should have taken that. But I was I'm so bad at languages that it wouldn't have mattered. I took Spanish and like had to like inch by. Wow. Yeah. Even high school is like. You won't take the Spanish or the Francais. <laughs> Francais. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that's awesome. That's super exciting about Into the Light. Thanks. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm not that excited about Into the Light. Sorry, guys. Yeah. What a flop. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I'm excited to do more research on it. Yeah. It was in the '80s. That's all I know. Do you remember Nola Studios? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the guy, one of the guys who worked there. He's probably not listening to this. Um, he was a nice guy, but just like, um, just angry with life. Just, just really just rot, just negative. And he was like in, into the light was a show in the eighties. It was a flop. And that's all he would say. He would just talk to me about what a train wreck it was. And I was like, thank oh. you for this. And he just like would work. Cause he, we'd have the name on the chalkboard. He'd be like, you right. know that flop into the light. And I'd be like, thank you so much for telling me. This. Oh my God. Do you think. Do you think no. in like 30 years I'll be working at NOLA Studios and I'll be like, Escape to Margaritaville was a flop. This is <laughs> 2010. Yeah. Oh, you're doing Escape from Margaritaville? I remember seeing this when you were escaping to Margaritaville. <laughs> now everyone wants to leave there. <laughs> every decade. <laughs> Kevin, gonna, I, I want that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. I'm going to actually strategically plan my life for the next Should we buy years. NOLA Studios? <laughs> Someone did. Someone did. Someone did. Yeah. yeah. He got super famous, but then he just gave it all up to work at NOLA Studios and talk about Escape to Margaritaville. <laughs> He's the phantom of NOLA Studios. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Rename it NOLA Studios. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm obsessed with this. We restore it to its glory of 2007. Yeah, well, as of right now, my apartment is being called Nola Studios. <laughs> we have church views. It's perfect. I got it. This interview is very niche. Huh? Like six people. This interview is very niche. Six people, like your your people, your listeners in like Wyoming, are gonna be like, "What the hell are they talking?" I was about? gonna Google <laughs> Nola Studios. Church views. Nola Studios. What? <laughs> They're still oh, off somewhere in Kevin's corner. They're like, I don't understand what's happening here. Like fruit of the loom, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, I can't hear him. <laughs> I hope he's uh, okay. Yeah. Um. So I mean, obviously, you've been very busy these past, you know, past year plus. Um. What else have you been doing to kind of keep busy during this wild, wild time? Um. To be honest, I I tried to take. This is such a cliche answer, but I swear to God, it's the truth. I, you know, with all the civil unrest and the political upheaval and everything that we've experienced, I really did take the last year to just kind of quiet everything and go into myself. And I started therapy. I started meditating, journaling, and just really like focusing on what's going on inside, which is, I think, why the writing is so personal on this EP. Mm. Um, But I... I actually went into myself and then I like went to my family and I have a lot of conservatives and Republicans in my family as a lot of us do, but Mm -hmm. I brought 
um, you know, the whole conversation of race. And I, I think that the one of the biggest things we can do as white people, and especially as allies, is to have conversations with other white people, especially family members, behind closed doors, and have people really um, see a different perspective, maybe that they didn't didn't have to see for a lot of their lives, and could turn a blind eye to. And like, I have a couple family members who hate the words white privilege. And I'm like, well, this is exactly the epitome of your white privilege. And so I've been doing a lot of that. And I've gotten closer with some family members. I've gotten further apart, but started to actually in the last few weeks get closer. So mm-hmm. that's kind of been what I've been doing and focusing on. And honestly, it's been super uncomfortable. It's been super hard. It's been awful. Um, but I do feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I didn't mean to bring down this interview, but that's no, I, I, <laughs> no, no. Because what I what I heard honestly is We're that on the you, street is that your <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I heard to the grapevine was exactly that. No, <laughs> you're going with this. Um, what I'll say is, um, I what I, what I heard and what you said is that you really like you like almost created like a mission statement for yourself and like set specific goals that like you didn't need anybody outside of yourself to achieve. And that's, um, that's really admirable. And, and if you feel like you've achieved them or at least like gotten like certain steps forward, like that's wonderful. And it's nice to hear that you've, you know, that you, that you, that you use those goals to affect the people around you after working on yourself. Like that's like, that's truly spectacular and really nice to hear, especially like during this time when we all like joke about what we've been watching and what we, where we've been sitting and like, you know, couch or chair. Um, But like, that's, that's really refreshing to hear. So like, even though the content may have like been a downer here or there, like the overall like thought behind that is like one of the more inspiring um, one of the more inspiring answers to that question I've, I've heard, you know, during well, this time. So congratulations. I agree. No, thank you. I mean, it is, sorry, Kevin, just real fast. I'll say like, it is an on, obviously it's like an ongoing thing and mm-hmm. I'm not where I want to be yet. And like, we all have blind spots and, you know, I, I realize that, but at the same time, it's a ripple effect. You mm-hmm. know, if there's one person in a family that's doing work and working on themselves, they bring that to other people. And then it, it automatically causes a ripple effect, a domino effect where other people have to kind of reckon with that or look into themselves, or it does cause this kind of discomfort. So I'm not trying to like, um, you know, upset people and ruin Mm -hmm. things, but I am trying to like be an ally and get the people that I love and care about to see things in a way that maybe they never had to. Yeah. Which is the opposite of being a downer which is somebody yeah, who right. has done work to improve themselves and you want to help other people do the same. Yeah. There's still so much to learn. I mean, I just, I read oh, yeah. and how to be an anti-racist and like even how to be an anti-racist. I'm like still unpacking. I'm still trying to figure that out because it was so dense and it was just like very hard for me to get through. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing process. Cool. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, thanks for letting me ramble. No, no, I, have equ- I have an equally hard-hitting question. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, here we go. Do you think that... Are you interested now in becoming the Taylor Swift of Broadway? Where, like, no, each fine. album you release will be, like, a different, like... like Basically, it'll be, Persona. like... on the like On, like, the pages of, like, Entertainment Weekly and Time Magazine, we'll see, like, 
who Michael Mott is out with now. And then like you'll release a new EP that's like about the breakup song, like like very a la Taylor Swift with each yeah. new man. Like very have you thought about this as like your new career choice? Well, it's funny because like I was I was telling someone, I was like, I'm the 35 year old, like white, irrelevant Taylor Swift. She's also white, but cool. Um, you know, I, I was like, no one cares. I, I'm not trying to be a pop star in any of this. I'm literally just trying to be authentic with my feelings. And it's kind of a very selfish album, EP, whatever. Um, Cause it is just how I feel. However, I know that there's people out there who listen to my music and I, I never call them fans cause I think it's pretentious, but the people who follow me and care to like track my career, mm-hmm. um, everyone's been saying like, you haven't put out music in, in a year, you haven't done anything. And like, it's actually like 16 months. Um, so this is, and this is the first EP or collection of songs since 2017. I really haven't. Wow. Been writing, 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 writing. I have a new musical I'm working on that's almost done. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm doing behind the scenes. But, you know, as you guys know, musicals take so long. Yeah. Fruition to yep. come to the light. <laughs> I, I uh, amateurishly put songs out from shows earlier. And then the song, the shows changed. And then those songs didn't really work. And I don't want to yeah. do that anymore. I want to work on shows and get them to a good place and then release the music. So that's what I've been doing. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I went through this experience. And so I just like took eight months and I wrote this six track EP and we made videos. And that's what happened with that. But um, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a pop star. It's not my goal to be the next Taylor Swift or Sam Smith or what have you. How do you, you mentioned, I mean, musicals take a long time, obviously. Like, how do you manage your own patience? Um, I, I, I try to take a step back and say, I can write a pop song in like an hour or, and not to diminish the pop song, because that's a whole different skill set and different muscle, mm-hmm. but a musical theater song, I can write one musical theater song for seven or eight years. It just like, there's some, it's a completely different way of writing for me. It's, mm-hmm you know the style is different the, not even the style it's just the 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 approach i have to writing a musical theater song is completely different than writing a song like something on this ep so for me i like to be able to have that instant gratification and like write a pop song and put that out whereas then i can go back and continue chipping away at this like bigger thing in a musical how hard is it for you? Different skill sets, different muscles. How hard, what do you do to switch back and forth? How hard is it for you? Are you more used to it now because you've been doing it for a bit? Yeah, it's not hard. I'm, I'm a Gemini and I'm a multitasker and I can be one thing or the next thing or whatever. Um, so it's not, it, it's actually the only way I can. If I was to just focus on one show for four or five years, I, I would never go well. I need to be able to change styles and, and be like the stuff I'm writing right now in my show is completely different than the stuff on the EP. And in the light is very different from mob wife to Lucifer, which is another show I wrote. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just completely different styles, but I still feel like when you listen to all of them, you can hear me, you hear my voice and all of this, but even though like one is maybe Spanish and you know, they're just completely different styles, but you still hear Michael Mott in it. Cool. Is it like you in the back of the recording? Like Michael Mott. Yeah, this is my voice. And I say it backwards, like a Beatles album. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah. Well, now, no. Should we play a game? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's my turn to talk. There are sirens. How fun for me. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to New York City. Mariah Carey, appear for me. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. She's ready. Um, I have a game of plot points ready for us. If you've never played plot points, I have two lists ahead of me. Oh, it's plot points and kind of say when. Um, which means I have uh, pre-written lists. I didn't make these up myself and I can just scroll through. I'll grab you one thing from the list entitled the 30 best Broadway songs of the past 40 years, which seems a little all encompassing. And (laughs) I also have a list of some nineties pop hits. So what's going to happen. Oh, I picked two song things and not a thing with a plot. This was poor planning, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, we could be trying to explain where we're at in the plot of the show when that song happens. I think that's right. sort of where I'm going to go. So you're going to th- use the tune of the pop song, or perhaps you could choose. You could use the tune of the pop song to tell us the song from Broadway, or the tune of the Broadway song to explain like the artist or the song of the 90s pop song. I love this. This is great. This is, great. This is a challenge. So Brian gets to go first because he said he loves it. Damn it. Because <laughs> that's how games work. Um, okay. Brian, just pick a number, 1 to 30. Uh, 27. Oh, that one's really bad. That one's Probably. really bad. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm going to type these in the chat. Okay. So that we can all guess what it is. Okay, sure. And then... 30 okay. songs. And then just say 40. when on this. When. But you didn't mean in that song what you Okay, wrote here we go. Here we go. <sighs> this song is discovery. Open up the doors and figuring out who you are. Oh, is it this one for the door? No, maybe I'll try this one. Which one is it? Okay, oh, got it. What, what do I have to guess? I have to guess the song, right? Yeah. Um, it's Chasing Waterfalls by TLC. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's he explaining? Well, I'm supposed to listen to lyrics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he was explaining opening doors from... No. No, but I see where you got yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Um, what opens doors? Uh, so I'm in a diner looking at someone who also kind of like me. It's Waitress, but it's... No. Mm-mm. Oh, it's it's Ring of Keys. Yeah. Oh. I was I was looking for the right key to open the door. Obviously, on his ring of keys. Okay, Kevin, ring. you get to go next because you got that part right. A number one through thirty. Uh, sixteen. Oh, that's a good one. I know. I love that one. <laughs> Drive. He was saying driver's license. Here we are. <laughs> I'm typing in a very strange way because of where my mic is. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, and then say when. When? I don't know. Oh, no, that's funny. Man, nothing is more like, re- nothing is filled with more relief when she messages you a song that you totally know. <laughs> Like when I saw waterfalls, I was like, okay, this is great news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> da 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 da. They're friends now. Da 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 da. 
da da. But now they're now they're not friends. Da 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 da. da. But in their song, they're totally friends because it's the beginning but the end. Da 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 da. da. But okay. now they're not friends. I think I got it. <laughs> I think I got it. Uh, can't touch this. Wicked. No. No. Um. How do I? Okay. Da 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 da. Da, da. There's a guy and a guy and a girl on a rooftop. Da 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 da. da oh, da, da. um, uh, is it? It's 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 still can't touch this. Yeah. Um, was it opening doors? Is it? Is it? Is it something from Merrily? It I is opening doors. Oh, it's um, da 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 <laughs> da. da. Tale as old as this. Da 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 da. Oh, ta- da, um, da, da. I don't know. Not yours, but. Oh, our time. It's our, our, our. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Wait, Kimberly, you're muted again. Yeah, we can't oh. hear you. Am I back? Yeah. yeah. This mic keeps cutting out. I don't know what's wrong with it. Mm. I think I need a new cord. Okay, Michael Mott, are you ready? I don't know why I have to say your full name, but I do. Every Everyone does. No one calls me Michael. Because it's a cute last name. Thank you. Actually, my last name is Mota, M-O-T-T-A. As Brian knows, everyone in college called me. Mata. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. I see why. Michael Mata. Did they ever sing, hello, Mata? Hello, Mata? Uh, of course. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Okay. Michael Mata. Yes. A number between one and 30. Um, let's go with nine. That one's a challenge. Something from the musical nine. That'd be awesome. That'd be iconic. Or it's the one from the movie. What's the one from the movie? Cinema Italiano. What's it? Uh, something Italiana. Italiano. No one. You know that song? Is it the pop song or the musical theater song? That's the musical theater song. Okay, yeah, of course. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm like, I do not know that pop song at all. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Scroll. Tell. Say when. You're going to keep going. Okay. Zach. <clears throat> wonderful. The me- song is wonderful from Wicked. No. <laughs> no. Oh my god. This is not 90s. I think 1990 <laughs> it says. Oh, okay. I know. I didn't think so either. Oh my god, I don't know how to do this. Because We're ready. I can give you a- another one that's on the same page. And people which is very people- silly. Okay, yeah, give me another one because I what I'm gonna do for this actually I want to just do the choreography because it's way more iconic than the song. Oh, oh my God, dead this one too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, okay. Um, I have the confidence in myself now. I want to put uh, the stereotypes down. I'm going to tell my the world this is who I am, and I'm going to take reclaim every part of me. I'm a drag queen, and I want to tell everybody. <laughs> okay, it's it's Macarena. I am who I am. Yes. <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, Vogue. Oh, eighties, oh. isn't it? Nineteen ninety. Feels very eighties. That's why I was like, that's in Vogue. Okay, thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna pick a number for me, one through thirty. 12. 12. The age of Michael's producer. Right. 
I have to remember the melody. Okay, say when. When? <clears throat> okay. I hope your we- song is by Train. <laughs> We're ready. Okay. Remember Train? Mm-hmm. This is a song sung in a musical that's a concert about a person. Um, I don't know how the rest of that song goes now. <laughs> this one's very hard. I know the song. Yeah. What's the song? What is it? It's Alanis Morissette. Hmm. I want you to know. Is that is that right, Kimberly? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, okay. What's that song called? You ought to know. You ought to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then I'll say. He 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 wears a hair that is fake hair. I realize the wig. Yes. And he puts it in a cube. What? what? Um, there is an angry inch, because I can say the title, oh. just not the title of the song. Anyway. But it's yes. the, what's the song? You want to know? No, the song I was singing? Yeah. A wig in a cube? Oh, a wig in a box. But a wig in a box. Oh, okay. Really couldn't remember how wig in a box goes, but that would have been much easier to explain. You want to know. (laughs) There's a wig in a box. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly correct. All right. That was a really ridiculous plot points in which I chose things that didn't have plots. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) We just made a lot of points. Just Um, a lot of points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You all get points. (laughs) Uh, Michael, before we end here, anything else you want to say about your EP? Anything we didn't talk through that you, we think people should know? What What do you want people to feel? Like, obviously, you know what you were feeling while you were listening, when you were writing it. Like, what do you want people to feel coming out of the those um, those six um, songs? Um, honestly, I, I, I do feel like it's one of the, this is such a pretentious thing to say, but it's true. I want people to kind of sit and experience the whole thing. It's 19 minutes. You can you can listen to track three and just vibe out to cry for you, but it's intended to be listened to straight through all the way through. And when you listen to it that way, you'll hear. I mean, there's there's songs that kind of go into each other and connect, and um, it's meant to be a kind of like one listen through experience. Um, I just want people to relate to it. Hopefully, inspire people, heal people, and if someone needs to hear it, it's there for them to cope and get through whatever maybe sad times they're going through awesome um well thank you so much you can find his album wherever music is so um apple uh all those fun places uh check it out and um um, and we're going to, you could find it with us. We're going to link to it in, in, uh, Twitter. I love sad songs. So I'll be promoting this. (laughs) <laughs> as a lover of sad songs I'm very happy the first half is happy and then it it kind of does the, the cycle so oh, that's fun. Funny. it's not all depressing music it's it is <laughs> very festive. you're jamie's track in the last five years exactly perfect and jason robert brown is played by <laughs> <laughs> um well uh <laughs> it's called the only one 
and it's available everywhere. Only one, the only one, find it everywhere. Um, it is the uh, only EP available. The only one. <laughs> the yeah, only one. one. <laughs> Remember a few years ago when everyone decided they're going to be a singer songwriter? Yes. And then, like last year, everyone decided they're a drag queen now. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? Now everyone's making an EP. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, these no. I don't know. That's come. Michael's Cyclical. is the only EP. The only one that matters. It's the yeah. only one. You'll never find another one. You're going to go on to uh, Apple. You're going to go on to um, Apple Music and be like, why is there only one album? At least I don't have to search for anything. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. It's like when everyone got the U2 album. That's exactly oh true. Remember that? That was yes. wild. What, but also, like, thing? what a brilliant, like, the whoever negotiated that deal with Apple, like, what what an incredible job. What a good marketing deal if, like, for 24 or 48 hours, your album is literally the only one available on Apple Music or Spotify. Imagine. So people are like, oh, people are like play the doors. And they're like, sorry, play Michael Mott. The only- <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Someone hack in. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, follow Michael on all social media. Uh, you'll get all the information about the EP there as well. Um Follow us at Broad Wasted. Um, you can find us uh, in our Facebook group as well for some theory nerdy stuff. You can find us on Patreon. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Um, rate and review us there. Five stars, Five stars please. please. And thank you. And then, of course, you told me that you love me, and I said that's all right. Show me that I'm messing with the love of my life. Nothing I wouldn't do to keep me close to you. Whoa. You're the one that I choose. That is the one that I choose from Michael's EP. The only one. As a reminder, it's the only, the only one. one. Um, I, I, I hope that anytime Michael has to do a, like a reading of a lyric, he says it just like that. Whoa. <laughs> Not, whoa. Which is how yeah. but, Whoa. Whoa. Well, that was our quote for the episode. Um <laughs> That was our quote for the episode. Okay. It's actually, whoa. Yeah, Brian. Sorry. I actually, I think I just did wait for me. <laughs> That's amazing. Whoa, Brian. Whoa. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but Michael, thank you so much. Keep making music. We'll have you on every single time that you do it. And even in the in-between, we don't care. You're such a delight and we love having you. Um Follow Michael on everything. Um, you can follow uh, that. And then uh, he'll also have progress on In the Light as well, uh, which we're very excited to see the next iteration of that because, man, some bops in those, and we always love to see what happens next. Um, so, so um, yeah, uh, um, thank you. We, as every episode, we raise a glass, and we say, Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org, because only together we rise.